You are not your failures. You are not worthless. Yeah, you may have failed, but that doesn't define you. Yeah, you made a mistake, but that doesn't have to mark you for a lifetime. Stop thinking these things simply because someone said that to you and made you feel that, hey, guess what? This is your mistake. This is your failure. And guess what? That's who you are. The reality is that's not who you are. You're more than that. Welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast, the show designed to empower, educate, and encourage you to stay focused and committed to your mission. I'm your host, AC Cristales. Let's get ready to roll. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Mission Driven Podcast. I'm your host, AC Cristales. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast and for giving me a bit of your time. I truly believe that time is one of the most precious resources that we all have as human beings. Some may say that the most precious resource is money, yet we can always make more money, but we can't make more time. And also with money, even when we lose it, we have the opportunity to make that money back. But time, once we've spent our time, there's no getting it back. You can't turn back time. You can't turn back to yesterday. There's no reset button that allows you to start time all over. Time to me is the most precious thing we have. And I say all that because I'm truly thankful that you're giving me your time. And trust me, I value your time. And since I value your time, I want to make sure that I provide you with inspiration, with encouragement, and that I'm able to empower you wherever you find yourself in your personal and professional journey of success. Last podcast, I shared how sometimes I doubt whether or not I should be doing this podcast. And I hope you know that that I share that not because I don't believe in this podcast, but it's more because of the time and the energy that it takes to record, mix, and publish a podcast. And then there's my hope. You know, my hope is to impact a person's life. My hope is that someone will be strengthened because of what I shared. And what's awesome about that is that as soon as I, you know, I put that out there, I put that out there in the universe, I put that out in the world, guess what happens? Lo and behold, I get several messages telling me just that telling me that I have impacted someone's life, telling me that someone has been encouraged because of what I shared. And I really believe that God has an interesting sense of humor because just when I thought and doubted, does my work make a difference? Bam, he hits me and he tells me, yo, it does, all right, it does. Now understand, when I say God spoke to me, I'm not saying I heard an audible sound in which you know, he spoke with a loud and thunderous voice. What I mean is that he spoke to me through your messages. You see, I received three that I can think off the top of my head right now. You know, someone messaged me that they've been held back and afraid of failure and risk taking, but it was through my podcast that they've acquired that strength to take the necessary steps to go after, you know, their dreams, go after their goals. Someone else told me that the Tupac podcast was dope, right? And that what was on there is something that they needed to hear. And in fact, that person said that, man, I, I got to hear this again. I got to hear this a couple of times because what was shared in it are things that he needs to hear from time to time. And yet another person shared how the podcast made her rethink her life's choices and also how she got teary eyed, you know. And so as I think about that and, and I again, I'm thankful for all that, man, that just lets me know and that just speaks to me that my podcast that this podcast is truly impacting people's lives so i hope you understand how those messages put me in my place all right they put me in my place they told me to shut up and keep working because the messages in this podcast are making a difference again all right and not only that it's fuel 
All right. Those messages were fuel to me and they keep my fire burning. And not only that, it's just confirmation to keep pushing, because, again, I've said it before. If one life is impacted, then whatever it is that I'm doing and everything that I am doing is worth it. So to you, my listeners, let me tell you, you're worth it. My time, my energy, mi corazón, everything that I pour into this mission, it's worth it for you. So again, thank you so much for listening. Muchas gracias. Now, let's roll with the next episode. Now, now, now. This is not a Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Death Row episode, okay? It's not. Trust me. Although, I don't know. You know, maybe one day that, that may be coming. You never know, all right? But for this episode, you don't have to worry about that. You know, it's it's crazy. You know, last podcast, you know, I had T- Tupac as my reference point, right? And, you know, I had someone who actually told me that they weren't going to listen to it because it was Tupac. You know, the, in fact, you know, what they told me was like, ooh, I can't relate to that. So I'm not going to listen to that. You know, I can't relate to Tupac. And you know what? That was perfectly fine with me uh, because I understand this. I understand that. The words that truly make an impact are words that ex- that are expressed genuinely and authentically. Okay, so in other words, I have to stay true to myself. I have to be myself and know that in doing so, I'm truly reflecting who I am inside. I'm reflecting how I think. I'm reflecting how I feel and how I believe that this is who I am. Right? I'm I'm being authentic. Right? And so. My intention in doing all that is to relate to you, which is where the genuineness comes into play. You know, because to me, being genuine is all about helping you, reaching out to you. And if the only medium, the only way I have to do that is by the use of my voice, then I'm going to take that opportunity and run with it. And please know this, being genuine doesn't mean that I'm perfect. It doesn't mean that you're perfect. And trust me again, I'm not perfect. All right. And I'm not pretending to be perfect, nor am I proclaiming to be perfect because I'm far from that. But what I am is real, all right? I'm real about my flaws. I'm real about my failures. I'm real about my shortcomings, my weaknesses, and everything in between. I'm real, baby. And it's through this realness. This is what I believe. It's through this realness that people are impacted. See, you can always sniff out who's fake, who's phony. And to be honest, those people shouldn't get a minute of our time. Anybody who's fake and phony shouldn't get a minute of our time. Which leads me to my topic today. Your words reflect your mindset. Now, this podcast is designed for educators. And again, I want you to know that I'm not just talking about principals or teachers, because like I've said before, if you're a parent, if you're a youth leader, an uncle, an aunt, or basically anyone who has someone that looks up to them, all right, you have someone who goes to you for advice and guidance, then guess what? You are an educator. And as an educator, I need you to know this, that your words reflect your mindset. And what you communicate to your kids or to your students has an enormous impact because your comments impact their actions. It impacts their performance and it impacts their mindset as well. And maybe this message sounds simple. Maybe it sounds elementary to you. And right now you're thinking, come on AC, I know what I say matters to my kids. You don't have to tell me that. But with you saying that, you're reflecting a fixed mindset. There there have been several studies, okay? Several studies where researchers have suggested that people either have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And the difference between these two Or this, a fixed mindset believes that qualities such as intelligence and abilities are set in stone and therefore cannot be changed, they can be altered. So essentially a fixed mindset says this, 
I'm only good at certain things. A fixed mindset says, I'm the type of person that gives up when things get too hard. A fixed mindset says, I hate challenges. A fixed mindset says, why should I bother to learn more? But a growth mindset, a growth mindset believes that intelligence can be developed and that individuals can make improvements with their skills and abilities. So a growth mindset believes the opposite. It believes this. It believes that my abilities, my skills will improve through hard work. So maybe I'm not good at something right now, but if I work at it, I can improve. A growth mindset believes that I will try until I get the results that I want. A growth mindset says, I want to learn more. I don't know it all, but I want to learn more. And a growth mindset embraces challenges. Now, I'm going to focus on that one for a bit. All right. I, I love talking about embracing challenges because um, I want you to know, all right, my, my listeners right now, I want you to know that that some of you, your lives are not changing simply because you avoid challenges. You're not growing because you'd rather avoid challenges and the risk associated with them than embrace the challenges, which are actually the things that causes you to grow. So you have to get to the point where you say, who cares if I failed? If in the end, I learned something from this failure. You got to get to the point where you say to yourself that, man, I know my plan didn't work out, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter because if I come out stronger, if I come out wiser, if I come out more prepared for the next time, then guess what? I had to go through this experience where my plan did not work out. But again, some of you don't take risk because you're afraid of the challenges. And so your life is not improving because you want to stay in your comfort zone. But let me tell you something. Great things are never birthed in comfort zones. Great things come as a result of you stepping out of your comfort zone and taking on the challenges, taking on the risk and facing obstacles head on. Now, let me quickly give you an example of what I mean about a fixed and growth mindset as it relates to relationships. Many relationships have failed because someone was scared to talk about issues that needed to be discussed. To them, not knowing how to communicate their issues was a challenge. Now, they wanted more from their partner, but they were too afraid to address that fact with them. And so guess what? Their relationship faltered. And trust me, what I just said about relationships is something I know from personal experience. Okay? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I just went there, right? <laughs> yeah, seriously, from personal experience. This is nothing from a book. I didn't read it. Like, it wasn't, I was reading the notebook and like, yo, you know, let me share that. It wasn't anything like that, okay? I wasn't reading the Nicholas Sparks book. It was nothing like that. And what I'm talking about is personal experiences. My relationships have failed because I've been scared to embrace challenges. My relationships have not been successful because I was too afraid to say something, too scared to bring up real issues. And so what I did, I shut down. Now, I'm not proud of that, but I am being honest with you. See, I have this fixed mindset with relationships in that I believe that I couldn't make the necessary changes to improve my relationships. Or I believe that that person couldn't make the necessary changes to improve our relationship. So this fixed mindset really affected me. And it affected me in the way that whenever cracks started to appear in my relationships, instead of dealing with them, instead of working together with that person to heal those cracks, I ran. I didn't embrace the challenge. And therefore, I didn't have a good relationship. And that's what we want, right? We want a good relationship. We want a good life. We want to be better. We want to be good. And I, I truly believe that if you're listening to the podcast, to this podcast, it's because, yeah, 
You want the encouragement, you want the motivation, but you also want to be better. You want to be a better person. You want to be a better teacher, a better wife, a better husband, a better student. You want a better life. So know this. If you want a better life, you have to keep growing. And if you want growth, you can't be afraid of challenges or closed off to learning what can help improve your life. And if you want improvement, you can't just wish it into existence. So what I want you to do right now is reflect by asking yourself this question. What kind of mindset do I have? Is it a fixed mindset in that you believe that many areas of your life are set in stone and therefore no improvements can be made? Or is it a growth mindset in that you know that through hard work, through effort, through education, your life can improve? It's important for you to know which mindset you have because the type of mindset you have will determine the messages that you deliver to your kids students. And trust me, your kids listen and they observe what you say. Now I know. That may not always seem to be the case, all right? You know, kids nowadays, right? Well, this is what we hear, right? And I may sound like some grumpy old man, right? Kids nowadays are always on their phones, they're playing video games, or now they're even watching other kids play with toys on YouTube, which, look, I really don't understand that, all right? I, I don't understand that, all right? You know, and maybe it's because as a kid, you I was just happy playing with those green plastic toy soldiers, you know, that you really couldn't move because if you move, right, if you try to move those toy soldiers, like the rifle would come off or the soldier's head would come off, you know? And yeah, I, I am that old. I'm sorry. But trust me, again, your kids listen to your words. And what you express comes as a result of your mindset. Now, this is why it's important for you to know which mindset you possess. Because many kids, they start their schooling, they start their education, they enter adolescence with a fixed mindset. And therefore, they believe that people are born with abilities like intelligence, like leadership, like communication. And since they believe that people are born with those attributes, they also believe that their abilities can't change, which is not the case at all. So if you, as their leader, show them and tell them, yo, that's not the case, and you consistently share that with them, you consistently share that they can grow, they can improve, that if they put forth effort, their grades can go up, that if they plan and they work hard, they can accomplish their goals. If you share that mindset, then guess what? You're going to influence their mindset. See, children are like sponges, all right? Children are like sponges, and they observe the message that you live out daily. So just like sponges absorb liquid, children absorb your moods, your behavior, your attitude, and your words. Now, when you really, really realize that and take note of that, and, and you really get that, man, my kids, you know, my students, my kids, my son, my daughter, they're seeing everything, and they're taking everything that they see in me and their mom, they're taking all that in their teacher. I think you'll want to do better for them. In fact, I believe you'll want to be better. And again, if it's not for you, it's for them because you know that they're being influenced by you. Now, I'm no perfect parent, okay? And I hope that doesn't come across in this podcast that I think I am because I'm not claiming to be a perfect parent. I'm not, trust me. And so I say that because there are times, many times, when I have to self-examine myself and ask, are my actions towards my daughter, Isabella, loving? What about my words that I use around her? What about my actions? What does she see in me at a restaurant, on the soccer field, at home, in the car? Because I have to know that what I'm modeling to her impacts her. So let me give an example, okay? I wanna give you an example. I want my daughter to be successful. I do, all right? And to me, being successful, 
means more than just her becoming a doctor or a lawyer or, or an engineer when she grows up. It means more than that. Now, if she chooses one of those career choices, that, that's great, especially if that's something that she really wants to do. But, but success to me, okay, for her, is more than just her career choice, more than her accolades, more than her accomplishments. What I want Isabella to be successful, and what I mean by that is that when she gets to a certain age, and not even to a certain age, even right now, okay, this is what I want, is that, man, I, I just want her to be a respectful and compassionate person. I want people to say like, AC, your daughter is so sweet. Your daughter is sweet. She's loving because that to me is success as a parent. So if that's what I want from her, right? If that's my expectation, if that's what I'm wanting her to be, then my job right now as a parent is to show her what respect is and to tell her what I expect from her. And this doesn't begin when she's 15 or even now as a 10 year old. This began when she was three, when she was four years old. And so the way that looks in terms of what I want from her, you know, what I want her to display, the type of actions, the type of attitude that I want, it looks like this, okay? She plays soccer. You guys know that I've shared that with you guys if you've listened to the podcast since it's, since the beginning, you know, that she plays soccer. And so, you know, after a game, if a parent tells her, hey, Isabella, you did good, or Izzy, they call her Izzy, Izzy, you did good. Man, my expectation for her is to respond by saying thank you. Okay, don't just say, don't just walk away and don't say anything. Like, no, the, I want the expectation to be is that you say thank you. If we're at a restaurant and the waiter or waitress asks her what she wants to drink, then my expectation for her is to say, Sprite, please. All right, emphasis on the please. Because you have to know that our children rise to the expectations we place on them. And this goes back to the mindset that you possess. Because just like you can positively influence their mindset, you can also negatively impact them. Okay? And how do you do that? Or how do we do that? I mean, think about this. What if, what if we were to say, oh, you know what, sweetheart? You, you can't do that job. You don't, you don't have the smarts for that. Oh, that's, that's too hard for you, baby. You got to choose something easier. Or, son, that dream is too big. Think of something else. You don't think that'll negatively impact them? You don't think that'll kill their dreams and kill their ambitions. Our belief about our kids and their abilities will shape what we communicate with them. So if you're a teacher, if you're a principal, understand this, your beliefs about your students will shape your school and your classroom practices and practices are inherently your culture. In fact, let's break this down. Soci sociology. All right. It, you know, when I'm teaching my students sociology and we're talking about culture, I keep it simple with them. I tell them, look, let's talk about culture and let's keep it simple. Culture, three things, beliefs, values, practices, all right? Again, culture, beliefs, values, and practices. And so your beliefs, what are your beliefs? Your beliefs are convictions you hold to be true. What are your values? Your values are things and ideals that are important to you. And your practices are, are what you do on a consistent basis. So again, beliefs, values, and practices equal your culture. So what kind of culture are you creating and expressing in your home? What kind of culture are you creating and expressing in your school? Do you realize that you can't create an environment conducive to learning if you truly don't believe in your students' ability to get better? If you truly don't believe in their ability to learn or if you truly don't believe that there's potential inside of them? If you don't believe in them, how can you expect them to get better? How can you expect for their performance to get better? If you don't think your students can succeed, then most of the time they won't because your actions and communication set that expectation for them. And so 
When you have a fixed mindset, that's exactly what happens. You communicate low expectations, you create an environment where students are unable to rise and do better, and you start believing. And I think this is one of the most dangerous things that happens when you have a fixed mindset. It's this, you start believing that what you do doesn't matter. But what you do does matter. For all my parents out there, the conversations that you have with your kids matter. The things that you do for them matter. Stop telling yourself that they don't matter. Stop selling yourself short. What you do is important for my teachers and principals out there. Stop believing that your work is meaningless. It's not. What you do matters. One of the things that I'm big on is perseverance. Okay, I'm big on persistence. In fact, I mean, the second podcast was about Rocky, right? And about, you know, endurance and about not giving up. And so um, one of the things that I want to share right now is that I know that people don't just give up sometimes because things get hard. Okay, I know that. And I want you to know that people that people don't just give up because things get hard. You know why people also give up? People also give up because they feel that what they're doing is insignificant, that it doesn't matter. So it's like they get to the point where like, why should I keep doing this? Why should I continue on this path? Why should I continue on this journey? Why should I continue in this relationship? Why should I continue at this job? Why should I continue trying? Nothing's changing. It's not mattering. It doesn't matter. It's meaningless. And so that's when people give up. And it's like I said on the last podcast, the, my doubts of whether or not this podcast is impacting lives, it made me question. It made me question whether I should be doing it or not. And it wasn't that it's so hard. I love speaking. I love writing. You know, I love writing and preparing messages. And so it wasn't that. It was just like, man, does it really make a difference? And so I had to tell myself and thank you for your messages again that it does matter. And so when I realized that, when I realized that there are men and women, teenagers, adults who are being influenced by what I say in a positive way, that gave me the encouragement to keep at it. So now allow me to be your encourager. Don't give up. Don't give up on your kids. Don't give up on your students. Don't give up on that teenager you've been working with for the past five weeks, five months, five years. Don't give up on them. Don't quit on them. You know, in thinking about this topic, about a person's mindset and how it affects what we say and what we do, I, I think about my mom. I think about how you know, she lost her husband to another woman and how regardless of the physical abuse that he put her through, this was still her husband, right? This was still the man that she loved and this was still the person that she chose to stick by his side. And yet, in the end, her doing all those things, he still left her for someone else. You know, I'm sure there were moments when she wanted to give up in fact <laughs> i hate this but you know i'll be honest with you guys uh, man you know if <laughs> i still there are times when when i still remember you know the the just the her crying you know her just her crying and and and, and suffering because you know she was just you know being treated in an ugly way and so that's why, you know, I, I tell you guys, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 37 years old, but there's still certain things, you know, certain, certain memories that, that play in my head, you know? And so that's one of them, you know, just, just the pain that I know my mom went through and that the pain that she suffered. And so again, I'm sure there were moments when, 
when she wanted to give up, when she didn't know how she was going to make it. She had no idea how she was going to do it. And to make matters even harder, you know, for her, it wasn't just the fact that she was left, you know, wasn't the fact that, you know, she's married one day and the next day, you know, you know, some guy leaves her, you know, and, and some guy, right? I mean, my dad leaves her, but she also had that great responsibility to raise two boys on her own. And I'm not talking about two boys that always acted right. I'm talking about two boys that didn't always do the right things. And one, me, who got in trouble at school, was suspended from school several times. And yet today, I can say, man, I'm thankful my mom didn't give up on me. I'm thankful my mom, you know, didn't think that what she was doing, that her hard work, that she was doing it in vain. And I'm thankful she didn't have this mindset that said, well, oh, well, you know, these boys don't have a dad. Oh, well, you know, let me see how they, you know, let's see how they make it. Now, nah, I'm thankful my mom was determined to do whatever she had to do to raise my brother and I. So if that meant her having to play the role of mom and dad, then I'm thankful that she was took on that challenge and she did it because I truly believe she believed in us and she knew who we could be. So, yeah. Let's let's just throw out those obstacles. Let's throw out the, those those challenges like no dad. OK, that's fine. You know what she said? I'll be their provider. No money for the things that they want. That's OK. She said, you know what? They're going to have what they need. They're going to have food. They're going to have clothes. They're going to have shelter. And they may get tired of eating frijoles negros. OK, they may get tired of eating black beans with tortillas. But so be it. At least they're not going to starve. She didn't give up. And you know what? I'm also thankful for the teachers that I had who chose to look beyond my tough exterior because, yeah, you know, I was a little punk. You know, I had a little punk that just tried to front like I was hard and stuff. And yet I'm glad I had teachers who chose to look beyond that and saw potential in me. I'm glad that I had people who didn't care who my dad was and still believed that I could be someone important in this life. And maybe you're out there, you can relate with me. Maybe you're out there and you're starting to think as you're listening to this, you're starting to think about the people who have been in your childhood, the people in your teenage years, the people at your job, the people at your church, the people who saw beyond your weaknesses and told you who you could be. They didn't focus on what you weren't. They saw what you could be. And so maybe you're out there and this applies to you. Yeah, you're an immigrant to this country. Your parents, they don't know English. That's fine. Because I believe, right? Maybe this is you, right? You're an immigrant to this country, and yet you had somebody who said, I still believe in you. I still believe that you can still graduate from college, and you can earn a living, and you don't have to depend on anyone. And maybe you're out there, and you were raised by a single parent, and yet you still had somebody who said, that's fine. That doesn't mean that you can't be that business owner you want to be. That doesn't mean that you can't be a good father, a good mother to your kids just because you were raised in a single parent home. Or maybe you're out there and you, you grew up poor. And yet again, you had somebody who said, okay, that's and that's fine. It doesn't mean you have to stay that way. It doesn't mean that you have to live that way forever because guess what? There's a talent in you. There's a gift in you. And that gift, that talent can lead you to live a life that you love. So I don't know who this is for, but I know it's for somebody. So if what I'm saying resonates and connects with you, 
and you know that you have someone believe in you and speak life into you, I want to encourage you to take time the next couple of days to thank that person. Call them up, send them a text message, send them an email and just say, you know what? I want to thank you. I want to thank you for speaking life into me. Because you recognize, and you're going to do that because you recognize it was their words that when you felt like you were suffocating, their words were oxygen for your soul. Their words resurrected your dreams that you thought were dead and forgotten. And that's the power our words have. So yeah, let me be your encourager. Don't give up on your kids and don't lower your expectations for them, even when they don't act right, okay? And I say when and not if, because guess what? They're not always gonna act right. But just because they don't act right, that doesn't mean that you stop doing what you know is right. And what is right is you consistently speaking encouragement, speaking truth, and speaking positivity to your kids. Our kids can improve. Where they're at right now doesn't have to be their final destination. Look, I like this quote from Goethe that says this, treat a man as he is and he will remain as he is, but treat a man as he can and should be and he will become as he can and should be. Sometimes our students will change simply because our perception of them change and we share that with them. So again, when my mom was getting that phone call, right? from the principal to come pick up this kid. She didn't see a bad kid. She saw a kid who had a calling from God on his life. When my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Purvis, knew that I was getting suspended for cussing out my other teacher in fifth grade, she didn't see a thug. She didn't see a problem child. She saw a kid who had potential. It's all about mindset and our mindset determines our actions determines our beliefs and determines what we communicate with our kids, with our students. When I was an assistant principal, there was a student who was one of the most respectful, one of the smartest and coolest kids that I had ever met. He was the type of kid that if a school was full of kids just like him, the school would have no issues, all right? He, he was that cool. Uh, he was also a kid that all teachers were proud to have in their class. And yet, I'll never forget the time he came to my office and asked me for a favor. And so, again, he's my boy, right? I mean, he was a kid that when I saw him in the hallways or I saw him in the cafeteria or saw him in the gym, I would be like, yo, you're going to be the next president, all right? You can be the next president. I mean, I believed in this kid, and I knew that he had the ability to do whatever he set his mind on. And yet, I'll never forget that conversation when he came to my office and asked me for a favor. He had come to my office because he needed a letter of recommendation because he wanted to apply to the IB program at the high school he was going to attend. Now, a little background information on the IB program, just in case you don't know what that is. The IB program focuses on students taking accelerated courses that will prepare them for the rigor of top universities, okay? Not just any colleges, but top universities in the country. It is a prestigious program, and therefore, the selection process for students to be accepted into the IB program is a difficult one. But I knew this kid could do it. However, he came to my office that day because he had already asked, the principal at the school, if they would write him a letter of recommendation and that principal refused to do so. The principal told him, hey, it's too hard. I don't really think you can handle the workload, so I'm not gonna do it. Yo, when I heard that, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little, I was a little mad, I was a little, a little ticked off. I was furious, man. I was mad, uh, but I knew this was my opportunity for me 
to do what I could for him. So when he said, hey, will you write me a letter? I didn't hesitate to tell him. Yes, I said, for sure, definitely. In fact, man, I said, I'm going to write you two letters, all right? I said, I'm going to write you two letters just to emphasize how much I believed in him. And I knew he could do it. And guess what? He was accepted into the IB program. And when he graduated from high school, he received a full ride scholarship, a full paid scholarship to Texas A&M University as an engineering major. And as a result of being in the engineering program at A&M, he received opportunities to study abroad. In fact, he told me when he went to Dubai and he went to the Yucatan Peninsula. And I was like, yo, how do I get to be a part of this program? All right. This kid did it. And here's the thing. I always knew he could. But what would have happened if I would have agreed with that other principal and told him, you know what? Principal so-and-so is right. It's going to be too tough for you, man. I don't think you can do it. But I'm glad I didn't. But I can't help to think, what if I would have told them no? You see, what we say, what we communicate to our students has so much power and it can impact them tremendously. I'm telling you, what we communicate to our kids is so important. So know this, know that every day you're with your kids, you have opportunities to deliver messages to them. But here's the question, what kind of message will you deliver to them? Will they be messages that hurt and hinder them from becoming what they could be? Or will they be messages that can bring healing to their life if that's what they need or it can provide hope for them? Now, at the beginning of this podcast, I told you that I believe and I know, okay, I know, I believe and I know this, that God spoke to me through your messages to continue to keep going with this podcast. And so I also believe this, that God will speak to your kids as well, through your words, through your actions, that you are their source of inspiration, that you are their beacon of hope. Now, we don't always know what our kids are going through. We don't always know what they're feeling. We don't always know what they're worried about, but we should always remember this. We should always know that we are placed in their life to love them, to help them, and to encourage them to be all they were created to be. All right, that about wraps up another podcast episode. I really hope that you're able to take something from this podcast and apply it to your life. And if there's something that connected with you, will you do me this favor, please? Will you post it on your social media accounts and tag me on there as well? I'm at AC Cristales. Okay, again, I'm at AC Cristales on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, if you're still using Facebook. All right, so continue to share the podcast with your friends and family. And if you haven't done so, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or follow me on Spotify. And please, if you have the chance, rate and review the podcast as well. Again, thank you so much for trusting me with your time. It means a lot. I'm truly grateful. All right, the mission continues. Remember that, so stay mission-driven. Till next time, faith, hope, Love.